episode 187 of the Loud and Proud podcast. Two wins in a row. 11 heaven for Sam Mulroy as Loud took care of business in RD today. I have all the talking points from that big win in today's podcast. But first, Oasis. As usual, you will hear the flow of the game. You will hear reaction from Mickey Hart. And the team that was named, uh, and then I have tw- I have twenty five talking points overall. So if you paid for the extra ones, thanks very much. And if you haven't yet, you'll get the two for free. But do sign up for the extra twenty three. And I will also tip on the Paddy Sheelan Cup, the Loud Horlers defeat, and the Loud Under Twenties draw. Plenty of plenty happening. Absolutely tons happening. There's fair play. Um, I'd like to get a chance to chat about that. Maybe we might do that during the week with uh, Peter McGrain and see what he has to say about this fair play. Some really good ideas there from the CCC in terms of fixtures going forward. But yeah, massive busy day, but um, all the action and all the all the fanfare was in RD today. Um, two o'clock. Place looked immaculate as usual when it came in. Just the pitch seems to get better and better. I was worried about how heavy it was going to be. And how it would hold up, and it held up beautifully. I have to say, it really, really did. It was uh, perfect, pristine conditions. We were we were trampling in a very hard and at rapid pace towards the end of the game, and it still held up lovely. Um, didn't slow down John Heslin, but um, it really, it really kind of came up to the came up to the fore today because there was no there was no issue with it whatsoever. It wasn't even like soggy or a bit heavy or the bounce of the ball. It was perfect. And lucky enough, the the heavy rain and wind and hail that was being given to us this past couple of weeks in um, February is hopefully behind us now. We look forward to March. Big, an epic March awaits. And it awaits on the Patreon podcast as well because there's loads of stuff happening. We'll be previewing that for Mana Game. We'll be talking about Antrim and Wicklow and the Loud Horlers, how they get on, will they avoid a relegation battle, and then the Loud Ladies as well. Will they consolidate their place in Division 3 of the National Football League? Yes, there's loads happening, loads going to happen off the county scene with the club action as well in full flow. We'll be going through transfers and managers. I promise, I promise. didn't want to pull it up this week, would have been unfair. People just subscribe, but to hear it and then getting hit on the double wet whammy. But yeah, that's all happening and loads more, loads more on top of that. I, I guarantee it's well worth signing up. I think it worked out at like 25 cent a podcast last month. So um, well worth your investment and your support. So the Loud team that started today, it was it was more than likely going to be the same team that started against Limerick, only for uh, Owen Callaghan wasn't available today. Um, James Calliff started in goals. Dan Corcoran, Bevan Duffy and Donald McKenney played in the full back line again. And, um, Tom Jackson played right half uh, he came in for Owen Callaghan and uh, Niall Sharkey sent the half and then left half back with number 10 on his back was Conal McKeever Twin Terrors Tommy Dorn and Conor Early played in the middle of the field um, and then on the right wing where number 12 is Kieran Downey Samuel Ryan the 14 and the left wing where number 5 is Craig Lennon so a bit of a mixed smash up there and then the inside line Again, once again, it was Liam Jackson in the corner, kind of floating about the place, and then Connor Grimes and Ryan Bournes inside. Well, mainly Connor Grimes inside because Ryan Bournes has to do a lot of floating and, and tracking now, just the way the game has gone. Uh, that was the starting team. No real issues with it, like like with Dermot Campbell out injured, 
and there's a couple of additions to the bench a couple of changes to the bench um but it's a strong strong panel we're building and it was a big question about who was Bevan going to mark uh, John Hesson. He did mark him. Uh, Hesson had a couple of markers today. He was in, he was in serious form, uh, to be honest. And he got uh, his first goal player in the loop. And then it was a switch straight away. Donald McKenney went on him. And Hesson nailed another free just actually after that. And then Tom Jackson on his home patch, making his league league debut, kicks a ward. He just drove up the field like he would do it. So he does it every night in training on that very field, drove up the field, whacked over a ward. He was a really good score. A score that a lad is confident with. I might have a talking point about that later on. Tom Jackson will certainly feature in the talking points as well, the extra ones. And then two alls. Um, Sam wins a free after Lennon Dunt just does really well. And uh, that was two all after nine and a half minutes. And then um, looked to be going well. Like we we're, were holding our own in this game. That that they were much more fancy than us. Um, playing in white and then playing in green. I, I don't know who for makes that call. Is it O'Neill's? Is it a marketing issue? Is it is it a, is it a reason to get the jersey sales? But I like allowed white jerseys just gorgeous anyway. Um, but it's just interesting because the, the red and maroon, red and maroon wouldn't have clashed that much. Although there was absolutely no. Um, there in it today, but then you have an awful lot of white white shorts on both sides as well. Um, the goal comes then by uh, Heslin. Heslin scores all their scores in the first half. He gets one five alone himself in the first half. But the goal was just it was it was a freaky goal because first of all, Donald McKinney does so well to dispossess him, and then out of thickness, um, Heslin goes back and dispossesses um, McKinney, running back facing his own goal. And the ball spills, Heslin grabs it straight away and lashes a low shot. Like, it was a low shot in terms of um, he wasn't going for a whipped-over point. He was he was close in into the um, trees and of RD. And it was like, um, he just lashed a shot and lashed it over the bar. But it went low, there was a low trajectory on it. And it just deceived everyone. Like, you, you're not going to go out and intentionally lob... James Calif, like Peach, it was it was just it was just one of those freak goals deceived everyone. I think it deceived himself, just whipped down over just a low kind of venom shot on it. I dipped under the cross, but that gave them a one two to two lead. And you thought, Oh right, oh here we go. Ardy, similar to Leash, home, shit and goal given away. We're like, Oh, they wanna be under pressure here again. But no. Sam responds with a free. Um gets another free. Bournsy gets a, probably our best score of the day, to be honest. Um, you could see him, he was run, making that run from deep in the corner, big arc and arc and run, uh, arch, arc and run, came around the corner, 70 minute, and whipped it over in the tail end of that run. Really good score, really well worked score as well, because we haven't seen that lately, but he, he, was on, he was in much better form today, Ryan Bournes, and uh, worked very, very hard as well, but work, it just shows the level that you have to work to, to actually kick a score, and it was a great score, and it's nice to see something worked on in the training field come to fruition in the game. Then we go, that's the third score in a row, we're level, <coughs> for the second time in the half, Sam nails another free, then gets a turnover himself, and he gets fouled, nails another free, so we're going to five, Point scoring run to push it to seven to one two really really good like winning this battle and um, going at it and sixteen minutes after the goal, um, Heslin gets their next score in the twenty seven minute. Um, I think it was it was a yeah it was a, it was a foul another um, it was a foul by McKinney McKinney does two fouls in a row on Heslin 
but in between those Sam nails a free um, which they brought it in and the referee brought it in I think it was um, Liam Jackson uh, does well on that in, the, in that build up play so then it's one it's eight points to one four Heslin gets one from play on his left foot uh, in front of the stand to make it a draw game third time in the half but just at the end of the half we deservedly take the lead with a, with a Sam Mulroy free. So that, that, that pushes us 9-1-5. to one five. Sam has 7 points in that first half, 7 frees. The other two scorers are obviously Tom Jackson with the first one and Ryan Barnes as well. Um, yeah, so you kind of felt we, we played with the wind in the first half and uh, we only had that one point lead. You kind of thought, similar to Leash again, oh, we're going <coughs> to be under pressure here now in the second half they might find scores a little bit more easier than we did. <laughs> and that proved to be the case. They levelled the game again for the fourth time. Uh, Sam McCartan left half-back. He wasn't bad. He got an awful lot of possession and was kind of rudderless or indecisive in the first half. But straight away in the second half, he kicked the first of his two points to level the game. Hezen left foot, beautiful free. Give the crowd the bank a bit of guff when he scored a turn around to them. Then, another huge turning point. Connor Grimes ironically, finishes off a missed Sam Mulroy free. Not a missed free, still on target, hit the post, bounced back out, the whole kind of place went pause, but Conor Grimes didn't, he just kept going while everyone froze to act, react the quickest to punch it in the 43rd minute. It's a huge boost, massive boost of confidence. Um, uh Casey then comes off, comes on the bench, comes off the bench. He came in for Craig Lennon just at that when the goal came in, and that kind of helped us, helped our case because they were they were shell shocked, and then Casey was kind of unmarked, wasn't really picked up properly, and he kicked the point. So on the next kick, so we're just just pushing it on. That pushed us to three points ahead, and and then Heslin kicks two two wides in a row. And they were kind of scrappy, dragged out, dragged a bit of time, slowed the clock down. We were three ahead. Heslin then does nail two frees in a row, and McCartan gets a um, gets a level of one ten apiece. It was a short free kick, and to be fair to the loud defenders and probably to everyone in the in the whole uh, of RD, even the people outside looking in from over the the cornfields or <coughs> in the mental institute, it was uh, everyone toss. Sam McCartan, or everyone thought uh, Heslin's going to kick and have a shot here. McCartan didn't, he made he rolled his luck, went forward unmarked, and Heslin gave him the shot one and he clipped it over. That levelled the game for the fifth time. Nip and tuck, I thought, oh, this is going to be a draw game, isn't it? Then Sam nails a free, then Gardner gets it on the counter, and then Loud just dug in there and just took over. <coughs> Seized the initiative. Worked really hard. Didn't tire down the stretch. Again, we finished strong. Sam gets two frees in a row. Casey gets another score as well. And Sam wins another free. Oh, win- yeah, clips over another free. Massive free. That was four points ahead. Then Hesling gets another free. Hesling gets another two, two more frees to make it 115 to 113. You thought, oh, no. Here we go. Here we go now. They're going to get a late goal or they're going to get the ref's going to play for a draw. But didn't. Blew it up, bang on four minutes. Loud hang on and survive. Great, great win. Massive win. Absolutely massive win. To get two wins on the trot, put us up to five points, put us right up this top of the table, just behind um, Antrim. And just just what it does for the whole county, roars at the end of the crowd, with the crowd. 
really getting behind this side. Just a really good performance from start to finish. Um, and a really enjoyable win too. You know, you could sense that walking out really, really good. The people felt that and really, really, really um, could sense that the team was working hard. And they did work hard. They got scores and they backed it up and they just to be a good side. So, massive, massive win. We're going to hear from the man who masterminded that win. That's Mickey Hart. It's coming in 3 2 1. The alert manager, Mickey Hart. Uh, Mickey, last week down in Limerick, very, very satisfying to come away with the points the way you did. I'm sure equally, equally satisfying this afternoon here in RD. Well, of course it is. I mean, they were the two table toppers before last weekend, and you can see why they were. I think they're two very good teams. And, and again, we had a battle this game right the whole way. So, you know, probably a, a, a fortuitous goal that they got. Perhaps say we got one as well, but I think theirs wasn't really going for a goal. Uh, Connor Grimes was a good place to be able to punch ours home. But that could have set us back a big time. But the boys fought back even in the first half to get over that goal. And we knew at half time that there was a battle on. Probably a bit of the wind was favouring the Westmead a bit in the second half. They were kicking into the scoring goals, as I've led to believe here in RD. Uh, so they had a lot going for them but uh, when we went three down at the start of the second half it looked like we were in big trouble but I think it's just a great credit to the boys again over the games I think they've shown a lot of real belief and real character to, to, to fight in battles you don't always get the result you want in those things but at least if you put up a fight there's a chance you'll get it and, and they got rewarded for their fight the last two days yeah, You mentioned that character and bottom being shown and that seems to have grown Mickey with every passing game well, it is. In the league, they have built, they've had a chances to show a bit of metal. And I said, even in the ones they lost, they showed it against, to me, they showed it against Leash in the second half. I said that right from the off. They could have capitulated that day and they didn't. We showed it against Longford as well. We were in a decent position at half time and then found ourselves in a very bad position at out of time. And we still leaked out a point uh, to, to draw the game. So I think there's some fighting spirit there which we need to keep building on. We need them to believe that that, that, that is worth doing. It won't always get you the results you want, but it'll, it'll leave you, you know, the people will be very happy to, to watch you because they know you're putting a huge effort in. We spoke to you after the Longford game and you told us you got a point from that game. You said keep the faith and uh, you've got your rewards. You've got two wins since. Uh, magnificent uh, couple of results. <laughs> They're good results, as we say, but you know, people always say one swallow doesn't make a summer, neither does two. So it's a case of it's great to have five points at this stage. There's three tough games to come. There's no easy games in this division. No, because we know got Fermanagh, we know enough about Fermanagh, and we know enough about Antrim. We've, we've been in that province long enough to know that. And Wicklow are always hard to beat in their own backyard, and they'll be all fighting for points. Antrim on the top side of the table, and uh, you know Wicklow to try and keep themselves surviving there. So they're all going to have great reason to want to win those games, and we have to try and have a good reason to win it as well. Award for uh, your captain today once again, Sam Roy. Every single game, he just turns it on. Eleven points uh, today. We're really running out of superlatives to describe this man and his contribution to this team. I well, I mean, he's just he's this he's got this X factor that you know anybody in the country would be glad to have a player like that in their team, and that's a, that's not exaggeration. Uh, he is a top class player, and I mean, some of those kicks, those frees, and alone that he kicked under pressure, and and that, that's the difference when you have somebody that has got that capability. We worked so hard to create those scores, but there were no gimmies. And, and if you had somebody who couldn't convert those, then all your work's somewhat in vain. But when that work is rewarded with a score like that, then the players feel it's worth it to work that hard. But if we get this into the scoring zone at all, Sam will, will knock it on the board first, you know. So it's, it's a real gem to have on a team. 
but having said that, you know, a one man on his own, it's not as a, 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 a single man game. It's it's a team effort, and all the rest of the boys have put huge effort into creating those sort of free opportunities or getting the ball into that zone of the field where you can get scores. So I think it's he's he's really a team player too, but he's, he's a real leader, of course, on the field, and he has the X factor of, of skill and quality that you seldom see. And he brings so many other players into the game, doesn't he, at vital stages, and of course Conor Grimes are getting the goal four points last week, which would suggest a return to form for him. Yeah, we're glad that Conor was able to play the whole game there because he hurt his knee last week and he didn't train this week, which isn't good whenever you're you know, trying to play at this level on week in, week out, and you haven't trained the week. It's, psychologically, it's not good for a player to come in without having trained during the week. But he was getting the knee into shape, so to speak, getting it sort of the swelling down it and that. So I think it's a credit to him that he lasted the whole game, given that he had the problem with the knee since last Sunday. How do you dampen down expectations now? Loud supporters and everybody are going to be talking over promotion, Mickey. Um, how do you, I suppose, keep people's feet on the ground now from this point in with three games to go? Well, look at it's it's one day at a time. It's just every game's a battle. It, it really is a mini championship. This every day you go out, you win a game, you're through to the next round, so to speak. You, you can keep your head looking up to the top of the table. If you lose a game, you're back looking down at the bottom. So it's just one step at a time and we know the games to come say are tough games go to Brewster Park I went to Brewster Park with Rome many the time and didn't think I could get there very easily so I don't expect me to get out of it easily with Louth either and um, you know that's, that's, that's the thing we have to think about taking one game at a time one step at a time and we saw what Antrim did last year when they came down to Hagerstown it was a battle to the end and they, they got the game that day So and they're doing well too like they're up there with five points as well so all the teams that we have to play have got, as I said, a real reason to want to beat the house. So, so we need to be on our toes and we can't rest in our laurels and we can't think we've achieved anything at this stage. We won't know we've achieved anything until we're sure we can't be caught for to stay in this division. That's the prime target at the moment. Um, and uh, uh, personnel, it's good to see Kieran Keenan returning today. Another valuable uh, contribution on the bench from Kieran Bourne. What about the other players, uh, Dermot Campbell, uh, Owen Callan, not involved today? What's the latest on those players? Uh, well, I think there should be all. Owen. Owen was sick during the week, so that was his problem. And, and Dermot, well, has plenty of time now to recover from his hamstring injury. So by the time the, the next game comes around, they should be in the, in the mix for, for selection as well. Mickey, just in the manner of the last two performances, like it, it, it's, it's, I'm not going to say night and day, but they're so complete in comparison to maybe how the first two games went. Um, like, is there any way of putting your finger on that? Well, I mean, it's because they're the third and fourth game, not the first and second. You know, you're starting this league and everybody's sort of a bit rusty. You haven't had a competitive football at a high level. In the Bourne Cup, yes, you could say it was competitive, but sure, we used, what, maybe 30 or 40 players in that. So we had no settled team in any shape or form. Uh, we had missing a lot of players through injury and various things like that. A lot of our players that are on the team haven't had their long training like some boys are training for two three months there some of them are training for four three or four or five or six weeks only so those games and that extra bit of training is bringing them on so I think it's not unexpected that those key players that were always going to be starters in the team the more game time they get they'll have a greater influence on the outcome yeah, so the, the level of training that's happening is probably well documented how sort of professional and, and the work rate that the players are putting in is that necessarily something that you feel maybe some of the players hadn't got previously and they're only maybe getting up to speed with it now physically? Well, we'd like to think that we bring some additional insights to the game. That, that's why we're here, because we have a lot of experience. And, and we would 
know that we've been in battles and been in places that a lot of these players of their generation didn't have that opportunity. So it's not their fault in any shape or form. They just weren't playing at the level that we'd been playing at. So we kind of knew what was required to raise the standard. And that's all we were doing, trying to raise the standard of the individuals that we're working with and therefore collectively raise the standard of the team. And that, that I can understand where they were there because they were up in Division 2 not that long ago, come down to 3 and down to 4. And when you get on a slippery slope like that, people lose belief in themselves and, and they don't understand that they are very skillful and good players. And, and that's, it's, it's easy for that to set in. So we, we picked them up at a time when they were on a downwards curve, if you like. And, and needed just a wee bit of regeneration of spirit in them. And I don't think it's anybody's fault in any shape or form. I know we could have come in and done the same work that we've done here, and we mightn't have been up at a Division 4 yet. Like, we got the rub of the green when we needed it, and, and we've battled here now to, we believe, work very hard. If we can grab two more points, I'd say we'd be safe in this division, and that would be a real good outcome for us, because you can consolidate yourself in Division 3 is the first thing you have to think about. If you can do better than that, then you don't refuse it. But it's about consolidating this division because a year in this division gives those players more experience, gives them more maturity to the younger players and means that for next year you should be more ready to deal with what we're dealing with now. Yeah, and just even at the juncture you're at now with the championship, like, is it looking at possibly trying to get in to compete with the Salmon Wires goes to the Talgian Cup at this stage? Like, is that, is that a, a progression step ultimately for, for Well, I mean, lads? you'd have to have that. You'd have to dream big. Like, if you don't dream big, it doesn't happen. So, yes, we, don't, we want to do the best we can. But we can't decide now because we have two victories over decent teams that were, were from finished product or other. We're still look only one game away or one defeat away from being questionable again, you know. So I understand that. That's what football's like. When you're winning, everybody thinks you're in a great place and you're doing everything perfectly well. And that's not the truth. The truth is you do things very well some days that you lose. And some days that you win, you do things well. But you do a lot of things not so well as well. So that's, that's life. You know, I, I wouldn't get carried away by victories or I wouldn't get deflated by defeats. Thank you. Yeah. Mickey knows his stuff. He, he talks about the he talks about Sam nailing the freeze, and it it, it kind of reminds me of what I would call what what I the way I would use to would call that or the terminology I would use or would have used or analogy that I would use. It's kind of like the rugby team. If you're working hard, and your sorry your forwards are working hard in rugby, where they're all piling in the muck on top of each other, and they're hitting lads, and they get rewarded with a conversion or a good kick gives them more energy in the legs to hit them and attack them and drive over the ball and go again and again and again and if they miss it it sucks the life out of them that's what I felt it was Sam give us today and just like Mickey said he's a gem and he does have that X factor um, and I felt with, with the, the most crucial part of Conor Grimes' goal was it, made, it exhausted their legs getting back level with us they got back level with us twice um, one ten apiece and then one level apiece guarding on the counter attack but that exhausts them we just open them up then open up the legs and punish them with Sam's free so yeah it's a really really good performance and look at Mickey knows the stuff and he, he he's talking there about raising the standards and he's right and uh, look at I will be talking about those standards in the, the talking points that are to come but the talking points I have here in front of me talking point number one don't mention the P word. I don't want to hype it up. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to jinx us. I don't want to uh, 
I don't want the pressure on us. I don't want to even think that. Uh, I know I said it last week. <laughs> I do. I know I did say it last week. If we win, um, if we well after the Limerick win, we beat Westmead, then it opens up for us because we have two teams um, below us to play, uh, Fermanagh and uh, Wicklow, and then one team above us, Antrim, who we played last year, who we bloody over beaten after after they would beat us in Hagerstown. Mickey knows that as well. Um, so I'm not going to mention the P word. I'm just going to just say nothing. I'm going to move on, and uh, it, it's definitely a talking point though, coming out. Not to mention it, not to jinx us, not to put that focus on us, and not to go full mad like Jesus. I know that's what I that's what I usually do. We get a win, and we're like, oh, here we go, here we go. But look, I'm not going to mention it. Doing temper down expectations for a while, and uh, go move on to talking point number two, where I can get into the hyperbile. Um, Samurai, I mentioned at the top of the podcast, 11 heaven, but like 11 frees. Um, he bought them, he won them, he turned them over, he kicked them from long distance, from short, tapped them over one with his left foot. Um, it's just it's just incredible to have that accuracy and just have that um, that in your arsenal, you know, to have that. And the fact that he's our leader as well and our captain. It is, it is kind of working that kind of efficiency, that kind of um, rugby analogy that I mentioned. That we're just kicking the scores, we're keeping the scoreboard ticking over, we're punishing scores, <clears throat> we're getting scores from long distance. Discipline is an issue as well. We have it in the in the opposition ten too. <coughs> Excuse me, that they can't foul. And he just nails them and nails them and nails them. It's just super to have that. It's like a, just like a hammer just banging them over, driving the nail through at every opportunity. And it's just like going out to 11 points. He did get 11 against Cork. we kind of seen that in the press box. Um, but 11 frees is standing accuracy. And then we, uh, it was 12 free didn't go over and it counts as an assist um, for Conor Grimes' goal. But um, yeah just exceptional performance and he's just getting better and better and better I wrote it in a couple of my reports today that it's just that national rec- recognition that he's getting now Sam more and more and more momentum is going with him as the weeks go on um, getting the scores getting the spot I've seen it last week against Limerick the footage of him in the 6-1 news and it was on the the league all, the, not the league all about show the league show on RT on a Sunday night it's just Sam Roy he's getting the mentions and he's building that kind of that kind of not mystique, but he's kind of building the hype around himself as well through quality play and people wanting to go and see him. I think it was Morris Brosnan that that, um, that uh, tweeted during the week, oh, um, I wish we could see more of Sam Leroy. And this is the thing as well. Like, There's nothing stopping anyone going to RD now and going to watch the, watch these good quality players play, you know, and especially our own players to play. You know, we had this excuse for a long time. Oh, we can't go with COVID. We can't get out. We can, we can watch them. Or, or, or maybe it's kind of like people don't want to make that pilgrimage to go and see them play, see quality players play, or see them up close. Cause it's entirely different. It's entirely different than watching it live. Or, um, I see Colin Parkinson has a pod, new podcast out as well, and he's sitting at home watching all the games on on the telly. You know, he's not actually at the games and seeing the things that goes on off the ball or the movement and the switches and the elements in their utmost. You know, so people can go, like you can go you can go on a Saturday night down to down in New York Roscommon 
or go off the Bally Buffet. Get, there's, not, there's nothing stopping anyone there making those trips and, and expose yourself to this football. Now, I know it is a course. It is, it's, it's wrong that all these games aren't on stream or coverage. But um, nothing stopping anyone. There's no need to be one saying, oh, I wish you could see more of them. Go to RD on a 2 o'clock on a Sunday. Go to Brewster Park Saturday week to see these lads play. Follow them. You can see the support last week in Limerick. They're all again today. Um, they're just, you know, there's no excuse. Whether you're a national person or you're a local loud person. Really no excuse. Okay, I don't know where that, that rant came from. But I, I usually just get angry when I'm passionate about something. Um, that's your that's your free talking points podcast. Do sign up for more because I have mo- the the twenty three more remaining podcast talking points on the the one eight seven podcast. They're all off the ball. They're all nuances. They're all things you don't see on the TV or things you don't get to see nearly if you're at the game. You're looking at everything across the board. And you're, I'm mentioning all these talking points and just the stuff that goes on behind the scenes and off the ball and things you don't get to see. Um, when you when you're not at the games, or you're listening to the radio, or just when you're just not tuned into it, so sign up now. Patreon.com forward slash Loud and Proud. You get twenty three more talking points. Moving on, so that that is the uh, that's the Loud West Mead game covered. The only team that let us kind of down this weekend was the Horlers. Absolutely crippling loss to um, to Monaghan. Really, really tough loss. Like you. Oh, you kind of expected. I'm sorry. Just go through my notes here. We 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 expected to be a dog fight, and that's what it was with the neighbours Monaghan. We beat them fairly well last year in the championship down there in Darver. They had the win and played better with the win in the first half, leading one six to three. Um, but the the killer was Darren Gagan goes off early in that game after he knocked over an early free to level the game, and we went down one six to three at half time. Jamie Jamie McDonald hits two sixty five. Maybe when some lad is is away, he, he uh, gives an opportunity for someone else to strike it. And Jamie did that today. The the Falcons man with two in a row, and he kind of felt right now they're going to drive on there in the second half. But it never really failed. It, it didn't. We didn't score in the last ten minutes of the game of the contest after Sean Clare's two frees. Um, they got a goal late on. And it just was a frustrating in and Liam Malai gets a straight red card to top things off. So he'll be missing for the big crunch clash. Like it's a relegation do or die battle next week against Warwickshire in Birmingham. Uh, Park and Heron, place I've played before. Um, hell, of, hell of a spot. Hell of a um, Irish centre there just for like the community over there. It's great to have and great facilities and it'll be a great trip over uh, for the Horlers. They're going early, I think. They're not going just the one day. They're doing, a, they're doing, a, they're doing it right it's, and they need it because they're probably going to that game with Darren Gagan's injured. Malloy is out. That's a that's an awful lot of headache but it'll focus the mind. They're, they're without a win as well and hopefully they'll get do the business and stay up and then Kind of gonna use that last game. I did, would have a week break and then use that last game against Toronto's preparation for the Laurie Maher to give a really good crack in it. But yeah, really a disappointing two eight to seven loss for the Horrors on Saturday in Darwin. And then the Laird on the twenties, big result. Big. Uh, I didn't go to Gavahi now, um, but to get that uh, that draw with Tyrone, who obviously did everyone would say that they're the standard bearers of uh, underage football and 
the big names playing like so Rory Canavan and that we held our own I think it was Kieran McArdle from the Brides he got 1-1 one, one, one of those minors from last year he's stepping into the throw fro, no problem no bother to him so that's a really good result in the play Antrim now to uh, maybe get out of the group well probably can't with Down's um, performances uh, and win over us but yeah no, really positive to see that result and uh, you know you know, they're building there as well, building on some. So momentum is, is, is starting to build with Loud and all these sides. Hopefully that keeps progressing. I've probably got a bit of inside uh, info off the likes of Mickey and Gavin Devlin too. That probably helped. But the new season got on the way over the weekend. Well, started tours tonight. The Power Screen New England Paddy Sheelan Cup. I wonder what the Power Screen do and... Um, I think they're an American-based company. They sponsored the Kevin Munshield as well. But, uh, yeah, so got on the way with the Newtown Blues beating the Feckins 1-8 to 1-7 on tours tonight. Roach had a big win over Neighbours. Um, Kilcarely won 12 to 3 for I think Kilcarely got a couple of t- late goals. Decky Bourne, the former county man, was to the fore for the Mocklis as they beat the Kevins 2-20 to 3-6. Um... Then all the games were on a Sunday morning, another 10 or so, 11 maybe. <coughs> the Rallies had a big win over the Clans, 4-10 to 1-6. The Islanders went down 1-6 to 3-10 at home to the Geraldines. Big win for the Brides, 2-18 to 2 points wins over Tohor in DKIT. Cootie beat the Joes, 1-11 to 10 at Father McAvoy Park. Maddox Rangers beat the Gales, 2-13 to 1-9 in Mattock. Um, the Tones were beaten by six points by the Glen Emmets, one ten to seven. Cahill and Gales were beaten by uh, the Malachies, one eleven to five. It's the Bannon with uh, debutants Derek Crilly and Barry McCoy. We'll be talking about those in the transfer podcast. Got their first game and their first win under the belts. Forced the Bannon Parnells into twelve points to five win over the Westerns. Glide beat the Mitchells, two eight to one five. That's a good win, early season win for the Glide. The Piercy beat uh, Dowdles Hill 2-12 to 4. Only Dowdles scored in the second half. And then a whopping win for the Van Leer. 2-18 to 2 goals to the Knicks in uh, Darver. That was in Darver, I was going to say. Uh, but yeah. So that's the whole host of the uh, of the the um, Paddy Shield and Kevin Mullen Shield. There's more. They'll be back again. I think they're back out on tour tonight again. They'll be Glenn Emmons are playing the Shawns. So really good action, really loads happening. Players are, club players playing after slogging it out for a couple of weeks there during the preseason. They're getting out there and finally going. And that win with Loud will give them a big huge buzz as well. So that's it for the Talking Points podcast. Thanks very much for signing up on this month. Another new month awaits. Um Really enjoyed those Talking Points podcasts. Really enjoyed that win. You kind of sense the whole county's getting behind this team now. And who knows what could happen. Um, thanks very much for listening. I will talk to you during the week. We'll have build-up. No doubt we'll have a lot of uh, club action, club talk. We will probably talk about that big crunch hurling game as well in uh, Birmingham on Saturday as well. So stay tuned. And thanks very much for listening to the patreon.com forward slash Loud and Proud 187 Talking Points Podcast. Good luck. Bye bye. How are you? One more bonus talking point um, for the road. It's Conor Grimes' goal. It was so crucial in that Westmead had to exhaust themselves to come back into it. 
after getting that goal. And we could hold on, soak up the pressure, allow them to get a draw, they never led. And then once we soaked up the pressure, we could counter them. And we could sting them on the attack. And we could hold off towards the end once we had the lead. And then Sam was nearing us free. So just, it was a really crucial goal. And it was a, it was a key, like it wasn't fortuitous like, like Heslin's. But it was. Uh, it wasn't like it was. It was came off the post, so there was an element of uh, charm about it. Um, but it, w- it was just the kind of. It's like all oh, right, breaks are going our way, and that was that was kind of massive for the whole psyche of the thing, and it was it was crucial, crucial uh, for Larry getting the win today. So well done to Conor Grimes, and well done um, for you for listening to the end of this podcast and getting this extra bonus talking point podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Talk to you again during the week, and if not, talk to you next Sunday on the another Loud and Proud podcast. Good luck, bye bye, thanks. Sing it loud and sing it proud today.